0: Before I begin tonight, I do just want to mention that some of the topics we will discuss are of a mature nature, and so if you're listening with a child, please exercise discretion. So let's first start off, tonight's Deeper Dive, I do want to cover two topics. Let's start off first with the topic I left off at the end of the last year, which is the question of why was David HaMelech not brought in front of Shmuel when Yishai presented all of his sons? So Yishai presents the first seven, or his seven of his eight sons, and David is nowhere to be found. And in fact... It's not until Shmuel asks, where is he, and Yishai sort of offhandedly says, yeah, there's one more child. He's with the sheep. I'll bring him soon. Uh, well, let's eat first. And Shmuel says, no, we're not going to sit and eat until he's brought. So Yishai is either forgetting about David or disregarding him. Why is that the case? If, Yishai, if Shmuel's coming and, and, and endangering his own life to annoy one of Yishai's children, why did Yishai not have all the children ready and uh, available for Shmuel right away? So, before I answer that, let's ask another question, which is something puzzling that Davra Melch says in Tehillim. Davra Melch says in, in, first he says in Capital Nun Aleph, he says, That I was fashioned in sin, and in sin my mother conceived me. That there was some sort of involved in David when Davra was conceived. Later on in Capital in Samach um, Test, David says, I was foreign to my brother, I was a foreigner to my brothers. I was a stranger to my mother's sons. So that at first he says talks about that when he was conceived, it was he was conceived in sin. There was some sin, and that later on he became an outcast to his brothers. So what is this strange pasuk referring to? So a little bit of background on David Yichlus. So David we know came from Rus Rus Samayavia. Amayav, now there was there's a pasuk that we all know. It says amun Hashem, that even to the tenth generation of Amunamoyav are not converts are not allowed to marry in. And the Pasuk says, because they didn't approach Klai Yisrael with bread and water, why should they have brought bread and water? So famous Chazal that since Amonamoyev came from Lloyd and his daughters, Lloyd and his daughters were saved only because of the of Avram. So the descendants of Amonamoyev should have showed Akharisataif to the descendants of Avram by bringing them bread and water when they came by in the midbar. Okay. The Mishnah in Yavamas on the eighth Perak tells us that Amoin and Mayav applies, the Isra of Amoin and Moyev marrying in only applies to men, does not apply to women, so it's Amoin yivalei Amonis, Meyavi yivalei mayavis And the Gemara there goes through the whole Shakhla Why should I have thought it was only men? Why are women excluded? If Mamzer, it doesn't exclude a Mamzeres, why does Amoin exclude a Amonis? The Gemara goes through it, and we'll actually go through that Gemara ourselves in the next perak We're going to have this argument between Doyeg and Avner, regarding David and Melech themselves. So in, well, let's push off, hold off with the discussion of the whole Shachal Vitaria until we get to Perkid Zion. But just let's just know that Amoini Amonis, Mayavi V'leyi Mayavis, was a argument. Now, even though Moshe may have taught it at Sinai, that Alacha was forgotten. And for generations, this was argued in Klai Yisrael. Are Amoini Amain, and Mayavi women allowed to marry converts? Are they allowed to marry into Klai Yisrael? That was the question on the table. When it came time, when Rus came to marry Bayaz, Bayaz is bez in Paskind, that yes, you're allowed to marry Aman and Mayav are allowed to marry, the women are allowed to marry into the The only problem is that the day after Bayaz is, does Yibam with Rus, he dies. So that the very next day he dies. So it comes out, the Klai now says, hold on a second. Maybe the reason he died is because he was wrong. He made a chil Hashem. He publicly married Rus by paschinning Mayavi Vilay Mayavis, and that's why he died the next day. Hashem was punishing him. So it didn't end the machlaikas, it just stirred it up again. That maybe again, Mayavi women are not allowed to marry him. So, so Rus' children continued to be questionable, yidn. right? Are they, are they allowed to marry into Klai So Rus has Oivet, Oivet has Yishai. Now Yishai is married to his wife, they have six children together. Yishai, after many years, considers the fact that, hey, maybe I am an, an illegitimate child in the sense that I'm not allowed to marry into Klai Yisrael. I am a Mayavi because my mother, my, my grandmother Rus, was not allowed to marry Boyas. And so he separates from his wife on the Cheshash that maybe, again, he's a Tzaddik, so he separated from his wife uh, for many years because, again, he was worried that maybe he was not allowed to remain married to her. Now, after a number of years, he decides he wants to have children again. But he's a tzaddik, he can't go back to his wife. It's a chashash if he's allowed to marry her. So they have a non-Jewish maidservant. So he goes over to the maidservant, and he makes the following proposal. He says, I'm going to make it tonight. The tonight is that I will marry you on condition, I'm sorry, I'm going to free you on condition that I am not a, may- a mayavi. So basically, here's what happens. If I'm not a mayavi, then you're freed. So, you're a yid, I'm a yid, it's a good marriage. If I am a Mayavi, then you are not freed and you're a Gaita. I'm a guy, I'm a Mayavi, so I'm a Mayavi, I can marry a Gaita. Either way, we can get married, have children, and I won't have to worry, either way, based on my Tanai, I won't have to worry that I'm doing an Issa. So, the um, maid servant agrees. Now, After the maidservant agrees, she feels bad for Yishai's wife because Yishai's wife is sort of sitting on the sidelines. She is not getting married. She's not having any more children. So they pull a rachel and a leah. They switch places. On the night of the wedding, they silently switch places so that Yishai ends up marrying and laying with his real wife, his first wife, unknowing. He has in mind that night that he's laying with a maidservant, but really, he's laying with his first wife. And in that night, they conceive. They conceive David HaMelech. So David HaMelech comes about through that uh, that night. Now, after that night, Yishai's wife does not want to embarrass Yishai, so she keeps quiet the fact that she was the one that laid together with Yishai what do you think happens next? Well, she gets pregnant and she starts to show signs of pregnancy. So this is another case of Yehuda and Tamar, right? Just like Tamar, a few months later, nobody knew that she was with Yehuda. She shows pregnancy. Everyone assumes she was Mizanah. So too over here. Davramalch's mother uh, shows signs of pregnancy and everyone assumes that she was Mizana with somebody. So this is what Davramalch is referring to in Tehillim. Davramalch says that my mother conceived me in sin, referring to the fact that everyone thought that uh, that David Melch's mother had sinned with another man. And Muzer HaYisil is from Elashon Mamzer. They thought that he was a Mamzer. They thought that he was a child from an illegitimate union between his mother and some Gaita, or rather some other man. And therefore, they treated him as an outcast. So what do they do with an outcast? You're not going to keep him around the family. So they sent him out to tend to the sheep. They made him a shepherd. And they basically disregarded him as, as a full-fledged member of the family. So for years, David Mach lived with this shame. The shame of being a mamzer. The shame of being an outcast. And instead of growing bitter, which he had every right to do, he instead of growing bitter, he spent those years attaching himself to Hashem singing praises to Hashem, and accepting all this humiliation as the Ratzon Hashem. And instead, what he did is he attached himself to Tamid HaChemim, and so these years helped develop David Melech into the eventual king. He developed his his Chachman his learning, and he developed his Teveikas to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and his accepting of the Ratzon Hashem. And this this um, um, scenario, this mice that happened with him, formed him into making him worthy of being the Melech. This is the story is brought down by many, many of the mafarshim who deal with the question of where was David. Some of the details are, are differentiated between the mafarshim, but the basic premise of the story is the way I said it. Now. When Shmuel arrives, so if we follow through this story, so when Shmuel arrives, Yishai sees no reason to have David at the Suda. Why? Because he still thinks that David is a mom. so Why is David belong at the Suda when Shmuel is looking to annoy one of my sons? David's not my son. David is my wife, my ex-wife, and some other guy. However, once all of Shmuel, once all of my Yishai's sons are not chosen, Yishai begins to wonder, hold on a second, maybe Shmuel's referring to David. So finally when David is brought in front of Shmuel and Shmuel anoints him, Yishai realizes, very similar to what happened with Yehuda and Tamar, Yishai realizes that David was his child and he was conceived in Tahara and that he's Roy to be the Melech. So at this juncture in time, David the Melech's mother says praise, something that we say everywhere, Shodesh, she said, Literally, it means the stone that was despised, Masu, that was despised by the builders, became the cornerstone. Referring, now, Bainim is Banim, is also can be read as Banim, meaning the, my son, who was the evan that the other sons were despised, became the cornerstone, became the Melech over klai Yisrael. She's saying that, Shira, and therefore, uh, and that is something that was incorporated into Hallel, that we say, every Rosh Now, when we say that on Rosh we can think, uh, about this, um, this uh, Chazal. One of the one of the um, characteristics that fed the rumor that David was a mamzer was the fact that he looked different than all of his brothers. And we'll see that when we learn pasuk Yidbe's, next time we resume. So when when David is brought in front of Shmuel, so the Pasuk says, who had moini? He had a reddy complex, which uh, again, we'll, we'll learn when we get to it, that Shmuel thinks that he's going to spill a lot of blood. So how is he right to be the Melech? But basically, he was red, and he had a reddy com- complexion, and none of his brothers looked that way. So that fed the rumor that he was not Yeshai's son. He was different. He looked different than all the other sons of Yishai and Yishai's wife. However, the reason why he looked different is because Yishai had thoughts about the shivcha at the time that he was with his wife. Since he had thoughts about another woman while he was with his wife, that translated into David's features, so that David had a complexion that looked different than the other sons where Yishai had thoughts about his wife when he was together with